0: One of the guys pulled me by later. He's like, "Matt, you just need to you just need to calm down."
1: How have you enabled your infrastructure fundamental change over the last five years and partnering with the business is critical. The tools exist on the cloud. Change at the rate necessary. Secure by design. Hardware Hey, it's Andrew, and welcome to Network Disrupted, where IT leaders talk about navigating the disruption in our industry. In this episode, we zero in on how a leader can focus their teams on architecting for broader business requirements, not just the request of the day. We also answer the question, is there one right way to roll out a new technology? My guest today is Matthew Chase, who I've known for quite a few years. Matt is the vice president of IT for Lucian, a higher ed company focused in the software space. It seems to me that Lucian's on its way to maturing the way in which technology is consumed by the business. This interim is important to talk about, and Matt helps us do that in a really empathetic way. Let me know what you thought of this episode. You can tweet me at Network Disrupted, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or email me at Andrew at networkdisrupted.com. So let's get into it. Welcome, Matt, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. So Matt, I've actually never cared that much about the technology itself if I couldn't figure out how I could make somebody's job better you know how do you get your teams to understand the business needs more or in the context of the technology more man that's a good question because it's because i
0: don't think there's i don't think there's an easy answer right it's a it's a dialogue um i i was asked coming into this role at allucian uh, what were the first three things I was going to do? And I told my I told my boss that uh, I was going to listen, and then I was going to listen, and then I was going to reflect upon what I had heard. Um, and I think that's probably wise advice for how do we deal with the business. Right? Um, our role as business partners is really listening, and and it's really hard not to solution, right? Um, yeah. The first thing people come to the technology department with is technology, and we keep smacking people back, saying, "Time out. Let's talk about really what are you trying to accomplish." Um, and people solution and jump to technology pieces so quickly uh, that you know I would say even at our company we have we're fraught with a thousand different pieces of technology now uh, because everybody has solutioned their own piece. And part of our job is to then connect the dots and harmonize that and find synergies um, and drive economies of scale and really hone down on what, what is the what is the synthesis that we're what is the objective we're trying to achieve as a business, and then what are you trying to achieve, and then how can I provide a a thoughtful bridge or narrative between those, and then how can we just have an open dialogue because it each organization that like I run into, uh, it's very easy for me to replay the last set of technology choices that I made, but that's not relevant for the business that I'm in. I have to understand the modality that the business is operating in and their strengths and weaknesses. And then I have to find the solution uh, that's out there. No longer are we in a position in technology where there's like one mainstream thing. There's probably 20 choices you can make, right? Lucky us. Um, But then you're stuck in this paradox of choice of like, what's the right one for this equation and IT really kind of has to sit in that role now and help define and narrow down the choice set alongside the business and then come up with an appropriate outcome for what's really going to be right for this situation because uh, there could be multiple, uh, multiple solutions that are out there and we want to work towards good business outcomes and not just uh,
1: delivering techno- ta- technology solutions for technology's sake. No, for sure. You know, it it's it's um you know it 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 sounds old school and in the 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 difference is the way it should be approached the way we approach it, but people often forget that that you know technology selections are part of architectures and architectures don't exist for any other reason than to meet requirements. And so if you don't understand the requirements whatever technology choice you're making is good chance it's going to be wrong. And, and then once you understand the architecture, now I'm going to design an engineer and build this thing, and then I'm going to operate it. Right. And, and, but, in this day and age that can't start with a you know 60 90 120 day process of collecting requirements and writing documentation because you know we're agile we're we're scrum we're going to we're going to break this down we're going to just get started and make the right choices which creates an anti pattern because now i'm going to select different technologies potentially and so th- there's a broader set of requirements that can help define an architecture that can be leveraged as you make smaller requirements but the reality is that since people are making decisions faster then they're thinking less about the broader set of requirements they're going to choose different technologies and they're so easy to choose you know our our HR team at Blue Cat went off and bought their own HRS, I, IS at some point you know and and you're yep. um, and and so you you potentially um, optimize locally without thinking of the broader set of requirements and that and
0: happens constantly Andrew. right and
1: that is that is that is the challenge that we have right We
0: hear the label shadow it out there, and all that means is you and the technology team were not fast enough. Or not directly connected enough with your business partner to meet their needs when they wanted them met. And so out comes the P card, and lo and behold, a new solution is delivered into your enterprise. And they do that out of self-preservation of needing to make those decisions faster and answer right. the questions that are out there. And when that happens without being able to look at the broader picture. You have problems in the organization, and that's why that business partner link um, is so critical in what's happening. And some of that even happens where I am today. So I'll give you an example. Um, Trello has blossomed inside our organization, um, and so I, you know, recently just did a survey, and there's like five to six hundred Trello free Trello accounts that are running inside our organization. And it's like, okay, so what? Me? What? Now I'm calling calling the lasting people up saying, okay, I got I got this demand in the organization, which clearly we didn't meet or we didn't communicate effectively because we have probably four other tools that could have dealt with a Kanban kind of iterative right, right. solution. But we we then didn't do a good enough job. And so now we need to look back and say, okay, um, what do you need business? Engage in a conversation uh, and look at, okay, maybe we, need to, maybe we need to enterprise support this. Maybe we need to pull this in. How can I help your business? So then it, began, it starts a brand new dialogue and it has to not be punitive uh, because in past organizations we've been at, it's like, oh no, IT caught us. Um, you know, what are we going to do? And it's like, no, no, no. Like you did this out of a need, but let's think about the bigger picture. Now, is that data relevant? Can we now expose... Uh, broader kanban boards that help us map to business goals like let's think a little bigger people like i get that you're down in the weeds and tactical and solving business problems but let's let's reach out of that how can we free up data how can i help you uh, within the safety of our enterprise achieve more and then you know, also deal with all the things that we're a responsible business does around compliance right. and risk and security and all the other things that we need to meet. But, but it's, it's, it's that thoughtful listening and and engagement that you have to do with those businesses. And, and it's in a, it's, it's a relationship with people. So it, it constantly has to be fed and nurtured um, and evolved. And if you don't give it enough, you know, care and feeding, uh, you kind of end up with you know, bad practices of old, or or no, for sure.
1: 100% reactionary in, in yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and and this is where like you know, so um, like on the compliance and security side, or, or whatever, you know, you, you'll I'm I'm sure you use some system for single sign-on, for instance. Like there there's there's certain requirements. I don't care if you're optimizing locally with Trello or you're using the corporate tool to do Kanban. Um, there are certain requirements you have to meet. You can't just bring in any SaaS-based product because you've got those requirements. There's cost requirements, and, and you're trying to meet the unpredictable requirements of the business at some predictable level of cost, and there's budget, but maybe it's coming out of their budget, so as long as they meet that stuff. But you know, you're, you're at, at some point, obviously, it can't be a free-for-all, while at the same time, if everything requires going through corporate a corporate process to standardize, then you're not op, never optimizing locally. You're not getting sort of the grassroots, and sometimes that's the right way to bring a new tool in. Uh, otherwise things like disruptive innovation wouldn't be able to work, right? Like, it, that's what yeah. we try to do. Find something that 50 people can use inside the organization, make a job better, you know, it, and then, and then try to grow from there as opposed to becoming a corporate standard right. right away. And one of the hard things about trust is, you know, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, right? Like, the business might have found a better solution than you have today for them. And I think if you're sort of hooked up on... Uh, you know not invented here, or you can 't be right because this is my job um, if if you 're trying to jam them into the tool because you're you're you 're actually trying to prove them wrong then I don't think you're going to live in in this no. in this IT world as a as a productive strategic participant very long.
0: Right. That's an old IT mindset, right? We're the technology guys. We know better than you. Shame on you know, ID 10 T air, right? Yeah. Everything that we do to demean a user um, on the other side. And that's just not that's just not how we're evolving as a technology organization. And we're better for it, right? Uh, we end up with happier users um business the business trusts us more and i think they're more susceptible to the message especially when we get into things like um security and compliance which they already don't like but we get better buy-in and we get we get better outcomes when the business says okay yeah like i get it like okay they're on my side as opposed to you know the evil it department um,
1: and that's right <laughs> but it, 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 that that's what it all comes down to look uh, you know from from a, a IT provider you have a handicap and your handicap is y- you need to enable the business to to meet their requirements to meet their strategies and then also you need to make sure which are things they may not be thinking about you're meeting your security requirements your compliance requirements cost requirements uh, stability, scalability, reliability, SLA requirements, and change stuff fast. Adopt new technology is diametrically opposed historically to all those other things. And so, business goes off and does something without thinking about scalability, reliability, how this you know interoperates with our with our security architecture. Do we even have enough bandwidth to support this? Um, what's the quality of service going to be? what how many nines do we need for this service it 's easy to make fast change when you're when you 're not thinking about those things, but to be able to do both at the same time is where companies need to be which which again just rehammering the point certainly requires that partnership, but it requires doing things differently so are these requirements that that you have to meet those you know that those Uh, requirements for the executive team and and how you're integrating the data and analyzing the data does, or or does your HR business partner also when they're thinking about what they need, they're thinking about what data they have and what data they'll be generating and how that will be useful for other functions or to be rolled up with other data. Do they get it? So, yeah, I think
0: you're, I think you're stepping down the natural path of maturity there, which is, Um, I think they're at the beginning of that journey. So a good example of that is is we're just in the process of finishing our implementation of a customer success platform. And we're really trying to be thoughtful around providing our customer success managers a 360-degree view of our customers so that we can be customer first, which is our initiative from our CEO. And we're doing that through a variety of, of data pulls that are coming from across different systems, and persisting that inside our customer success platform, so that when when a customer interacts with us, we can we can more fully and and quickly solve problems that are being presented to our team um, without having to uh, spend lots of time or do things. But that's all driven through data integration. And those teams that, which traditionally wouldn't have data, are now getting that data in order to provide insights um, and solve customer problems faster.
1: Yeah, no, and that—that's that. You know, customer success, I think, is probably the most um, tangible and obvious case of, um, of you know, especially for for a for a software company of you know how how data how data can help you understand how your customers are actually using the product. Of course, it can help you understand their journey. It can help you understand what more they might need, where they might be falling off. Um, And so you, you, I, you know, for me, it's so easy to draw that line between what a customer success team needs and and then how that data is relevant to the broader organization in terms of the health of, of the business itself. And then,
0: as we have those, IT sits in a really nice position where we can help free up the data for better insights. So the example here is while we while we're helping HR deliver their platform, that data, those data and insights that are in there need to be connected to other data within the organization. So IT ends up providing the train tracks um, across the organization so that Human resource objects become the gold standard, and we're able to move those and effectively make insights as we connect them to finance systems to to figure out how we're managing and running the company, um, and and with a strong integration backend and platform and automation, now we're enabling data to flow across silos which would traditionally be trapped um, we are working on things like master data management and modeling and being able to put analysts into the organization we, we we think this is a big area of growth at least for us internally is really focusing on data integration data analytics data lake driven strategies that are all around support of the executive leadership team and our board and How are we going to drive the business with more and more real-time validated information of of how the business is transforming on a day-by-day basis?
1: Right. Yeah, you know, for... I, I think for the last 20 years I've been in this industry you know I've heard this mantra of IT being a better business partner and that meant IT understanding more of what the business needs so IT can source provide meet the right slas but I think I think it it you know at a, at a very at a definition um, at the beginning, that was sort of breaking down this wall between IT and the business. they should talk and they 've started talking and we 're getting to the point where where they should be building things together you know as the business is driving more and more technology. Do you see that as well and then and then assuming so, how does that change the way that you interact with the business
0: yeah this is uh, this has been an evolution. Um, I saw this Type of alignment uh, when I was working back at Cirque du Soleil back a decade or so ago, and uh, it's definitely what what our group in information technology is focused on is this strong business partnership. We just recently did a um, uh, a Gartner case study on kind of the evolving nature of the corporate information technology department, and really that shift from technology. information. So in the IT world, right now a more heavy focus on information and less on the technology. And that comes through our ability to consume more as a service-based solutions or um, anything that helps us get the job the job done more on an automated fashion or connects us to cloud resources that 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 continues that alignment. And and so what we do internally now is really put a heavy emphasis on uh, we, we, we've designed our team in such a way that all IT leaders own a business partner inside the organization. And that's really even just sitting through their weekly stand-up meetings and their weekly group meetings to listen for where does technology play within their business and providing insight and coordination across um, them along with what else we're doing in IT. IT sits in this really unique position inside of the business where we're the only organization that really is looking deeply across all lines of business from an operational efficiency perspective and then thinking about tool sets, solutions, processes that really help enable the business.
1: Right. No, for sure. Hey, so, so Matt, uh, slightly different topic. So as, as you've progressed in your career um, you know, we all started as, as individual contributors, right. And, and in um, trying to learn and, and, and contribute sort of in our swim lanes and and, um, and, and now, now you're in a significant leadership role, uh, what were some of the key things that are part of your transformation like what what do you know now that you didn 't know then and what what do you rely on um to help build teams like you know where where um how have you matured as a as a information technology professional yeah. the,
0: the example there is um you know, obviously as I progress through the technology stack, at some point, you know, and we touched on this in our conversation here today, you have to understand its relevance to the business. And I don't, I think that was completely not in my scope of understanding at 23. Um, And it was, it was how do I deliver the internet, right? It was, it was something different for me at that age as it is to now and now it's very much a conversation of how am i going to get investors um, and board members to buy in to why this technology decision is important and that's a that's a different realm and a different set of tools that that i've had to put in my bag over uh, being able to code or being able to figure out routing tables or or dns or you name it right uh, and I, I constantly work on that and then relationship building and and understanding how we in technology fit into that business decision because that is that is the lifeblood, I think, of of where we're moving in our maturity. And I didn't—I don't think I got that early enough. Is being able to—I uh, could easily explain uptime or um, you know high high availability and why that was important. But could I make the next several connections up the chain to somebody on a board? Absolutely not. And I think those are—I think those are evolutions that that. Are required of how you ladder up from a small technology decision to uh, how does it change and evolve the business?
1: No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's you know how we how we how we um, uh, you know convince our investors um, that that uh, to you know to invest in us to to trust us to you know I, I was. Um, I was, I had some very good mentors in, in my career. And, and when I was in my early twenties, I was actually living in, in Taipei for a bit, working at a high volume manufacturing plant and, and building. I was sent over there from the headquarters in outside of Philadelphia. And I, I was, I was there. Um, this was the early nineties. I was building software, doing data analysis to solve like engineering to manufacturing supply chain issues in this high tech company. And in just having a, a blast, I was a, I was a you know, um, kid in a candy store. There was data everywhere. There was these high powered Solaris machines and I had a keyboard. So I was just, I was a very happy kid. The GM of that plant after listening to me rant on in a few meetings and talk to his people that had decades of experience in supply chain, talked to this, you know, kid in his mid twenties who, um, who literally had never worked in supply chain before. he, He once pulled me aside and he said, um, Uh, Andrew, you have an answer for everything, and I said thank you. And he said that wasn't a compliment. You know, it it took me a little while to figure out what what he meant by that. You know, and it was just this, um, you know, you you uh, you as you you're you might be right, but nobody has bought into the fact that you should be right. Like you 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 haven't figured out how to get people to. Trust what you can deliver, and and uh, and it was a uh, it was about six months I was out there, and it was a uh, it was transformative in my career. Do do you have a mentor story like that? Like <laughs> I, I I could have I could have I could have prepared you for that, or not started with my awesome mentor story, and, yes. and you know, and to no, put no, you on no, the that would,
0: have, yeah. that would have been more helpful. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean I think uh, you know I think back to one specific during a during a startup company that this leader had the best BS detector that I have ever seen. And inevitably um, in a conversation, like when we get frustrated in technology, we're apt to say it can't be done or no, I can't, like, I can't do this. And he was always able to sniff me out uh, on (laughs) when, when it was actually practical um, and when I was just, I was just frustrated because I knew it was gonna be a, it was gonna be a hard slog to get it done. And so, you know, I think the moral of the story there is, you know, as you grow and learn, um building uh building your own BS detector for how you work with your own teams and challenging uh people to understand when when they're frustrated and they understand or think that they're hitting a wall because um they know it's just a difficult thing of just saying I know it's difficult, but I know we can get there. Like it allows it allows me now more to kind of go into situations which I know are difficult and then listen li- listen for the BS and say, "Okay, I get it. I get that it's hard. What do we need to do to accomplish this? Let's pull this apart because I'm pretty sure we can get this accomplished." but we may just have to turn it on its head or look at it sideways, or maybe we need to sleep on it tonight and come back and let's, let's tackle this tomorrow because I know where we need to go with this.
1: Yeah, no, good. Right. And in the, um, how to deal tactfully with that is key learning for sure. Um, You definitely don't want to stand up and call bullshit, Um, (laughs) but, uh, but for sure. All right. Matt, very much enjoyed the conversation and thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you for listening. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. And I'm all ears if you have a guest recommendation. You can tweet at Network Disrupted, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or email me at Andrew at networkdisrupted.com.